Welcome to Keeping It Real, where we feature entrepreneurs and enterprise leaders who share their great ideas in our guest blog on shareyourstories.online. Our guest is Rochelle Vanderveen, a graphic designer who wants you to be all wrapped up in your marketing message as the founder of Graphic and Traffic. We're going to discuss how a part-time venture turned into a full-time mobile business. And Rochelle joins us from Hamilton, Ontario. Welcome. Hello, thanks for having me. You know, I have to say, Rochelle, you were one of the first 100 features when I started this series. So I really want to thank you for taking that leap of faith because sure. now we have over 300 international features on the guest blog. So I've been really thrilled to hear um, how things have changed in your business since you first shared your story. And everybody has been sending me questions to say, what's the connection between the Vancouver Olympics and a float plane? So right. maybe you can answer that question for those in our viewing and listening audience who are very curious. Sure. So I was in, in, uh, in my early career, I was in uh, technology and I always found myself in the designer room, the graphic design room and the developers room. And I fell in love with graphics. So I went to school and then once I graduated from school, I said, you know what? I want to be in a really creative city. Um, I had no ties to where I was. So I moved to Vancouver and the, there wasn't a job posting, but through a connection, I happened to hear that there was a position open um, to be one of the graphic designers for the Vancouver Olympics, um, the, a company that it was contracted um, through the Vancouver Olympics. So I jumped on, I jumped on the chance to apply and I applied, interviewed and got the position. And it was a two year because I mean, we had to prepare for the 2010 Vancouver Olympics. So we actually started doing the graphics in 2008. So it took two years to get all the graphics um, set up. And then once everything was set up, we had to move it onto elements such as the Zamboni, uh, the ice rink. So the big gold medal uh, game there, um, you know, we, we had to uh, do all the graphics around the ice rink. Um, there was billboards and building wraps and um, lottery ticket kiosk wraps. I mean, like we had graphics everywhere, buses, trains. And then this float plane came in and they had mentioned that they were going to be on CTV. So they ran over and said, okay, we need, you know, what's the best thing we can do on this float plane? And um, uh, someone from the group had mentioned, well, you know, what about a Canadian flag? So I had to quickly design a floating Canadian flag on a float plane. <laughs> and then next thing you know, I'm sitting at home and then I, I see it on air and I thought, wow, that's cool. That's very cool. <laughs> so yeah, and that's how I fell in love with wrapping things. And so that's why I was saying now, you know, um, we put your graphic in traffic used to be my slogan when I used to be called the car rack lady. But it was just such a easy fit to move my slogan to my company name because we just don't do vehicles we do uh, wall graphics and yeah. you know murals and a lot of custom wraps uh today we're wrapping slushing machines um so That's it's so cool i mean people don't like their fridges at home and they want those wraps so i mean the materials come a long way too yeah, for uh, sure. So it's just, it's, it's, it's never ending and it's always changing and that's what makes it fun. 
So tell me, because it's a mobile business. So, I mean, clearly you can have clients from anywhere because I'm sure you can get installation done with the vinyl wraps. But in terms of your of how you've seen your business evolve, because Mm -hmm. I know that you did a rebrand, you know, from Mm -hmm. the to the graphic and traffic. So how has your own marketing, the, the marketing that you do for other people affected your own business? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, well, you know, talking to people in the industry, uh, you know, because, you know, what you learn from school, and especially in graphics and technology, you've got to keep moving with mm-hmm. the trends. And you just, you know, a logo even two years ago doesn't look the same as it does today. We even look at McDonald's. You don't have to see the word McDonald's anymore. You just see the golden, golden arches. arches. Yeah. It's McDonald's. Uh, Pepsi changed their logo. Coca-Cola changed their logo. A lot of companies are changing their logo. And it is and it can be expensive because if you've got 100 fleet vehicles uh, in the old branding and you're about to rebrand, I mean, you got to change everything up, right? Mm-hmm. So signage, same thing with electrical signs on, on top of their build, uh, you know, um, building. Mm-hmm. So it was just time to, it was time to speak to people and say, you know, um it's time to move my branding and it's time to expand and what's great about my business is i can bring in uh, as many you know printers and installers as i'd like but i i have such a great team now and we've got a good flow and uh you know we're definitely short installers um but they're being trained now and uh you know we'll be you know we just you know, especially with COVID, we expect more and more work now that things have opened up. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Now, you know, in terms of you personally, because I know that you're a mom with two young children and having a mobile business and having a young family can be a challenge. So how has that actually, how have you been able to sort of bridge the, the difference between mom and business? Yeah, I think it's it. I think I learned it earlier on. Um, I played a lot of sports in school, and so I had to manage my time and I had to finish my homework. And um, you know, I had a job as well. So I think I learned it very on uh, that you've got to manage, you know, your time well. And I, I just read something the other day that you know, if I'm lacking in parenting. I'm excelling in my business. If I'm lacking in my business, I'm excelling as a parent. So it's a fine line and it's definitely a balance, but my kids understand that mommy works, even though they can come in and ask me a thousand questions. Yeah. But there are boundaries and they understand boundaries even at six and four. And you just have to talk to them and explain to them that, you know, just because mommy, you know, works and you can see her, um, mommy's unavailable right now, but we'll, right. you know, yeah, for to, sure. Soon. So I'm curious because you, you know, we, you and I have had some conversations at some point in time about women in business and how they're, you know, things have evolved and changed. Mm-hmm. Now you have two young ladies who are yeah. obviously watching mommy work. So yes. tell me a little bit about how you, how you feel the connection between your children, seeing that you're a successful businesswoman. Does it affect the conversations that you have even at six and four? Yes. And uh, the school, uh, grade one class, decided to do a community speaker, um, you know, bring your mom or dad to work. 
And I said, well, this is a great opportunity for, for Sloan to learn, um, you know, what mommy does. And I think Sloan, my six-year-old, was very, very uh, excited when she saw me on the screen and said, you know, that's my mom. And then, of course, you know, the kids loved it because I'm a big sticker maker. And in the end, I got them all their school logo uh, stickers. So the next day, apparently, the teachers said that they had them on their backpacks and lunch bags and water bottles and one parent put it on the fridge and, you know, so, cool. yeah. So I guess through, um, you know, cause they can't really see what I do. Cause I'm, they just see, uh, you know, mommy sitting on the computer, on the computer. Yeah. Exactly. but when I show photos of what mommy was working on, on a tiny little screen, you know, the big 32 inch or 24 inch, and then this thing gets blown up into a building size. They think that's really cool. And so, but oh, you know, when I asked her what, you know, what do you think mom does? Mom, you're just a big sticker maker. And I'm like, <laughs> I like that. I like that. Now tell me in terms of marketing, because you know, I, we're all struggling with what to do now post COVID, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, social mm -hmm. media is huge. There's lots of noise. We're all trying to find yeah. our niche. And some of the traditional things that we may have tried before, like billboard advertising or you know, bus shelter advertising or bench advertising, mm -hmm. all of those things that are outdoors where you certainly help with wrapping those surfaces with a corporate yes. message. Are you seeing any, any, you know, changes or any direction or any one element that folks seem to be gravitating to now post COVID? As yeah, hundred percent. Yes, hundred percent. So mobile advertising has gone up. So you get in your car and you've advertised that you're a plumber and you hit that road and you're on the highway, you're a hundred thousand eyeballs or more, you know, a week, a month, depending on how much you drive. Um, and so definitely we're seeing more vehicles being wrapped, even if it's your back windshield, even if it's, you know, a partial that looks like a full wrap. Um, but, but first I always, you know, when they come to me and said, I just want to wrap my car in my business and I'm like, well, Okay, let's go over here first, because if you grow, this is going to be with you for a, a long time. So it's a big investment. So I always look at branding first right. and then see what they've got. If not, then we have to start with branding um, and then moving on. I know digital, you know, digital is going great. Even us in the print industry, print is not dead. Um, you know, large format print is not dead and it never will be because, you know, we do have to advertise those events. Um, now that events are back, that's another one. So, um, you know, you know, we're just, you know, humming along with booking um, ahead of time too. And those are time sensitive. So we've got to have the material in. Um, three months ago, we couldn't get material in the, uh, or we knew there were going to be short on materials. So um, Mark, our printer, he got on it and you know ordered rolls and rolls of material and then we were that lucky company that could continue producing because we had it in stock whereas some people uh you know couldn't um keep their business going because they couldn't get the materials so yeah. now i like your reference to the fact that you help people with branding because you know mm -hmm. to your point we're seeing a change in logo direction where, you know, we'll, we'll use the, the McDonald's or Nike example, you know, they used to have their name as part of their brand and now they just have some sort of a character or you know, yep. some sort of a really simple graphic. So mm -hmm. you know, when you're helping people with that, the, the logo part of it or the graphics part of it, 
What are some of the things that, if you could give someone a tip that they should be thinking of, if they're kind of noodling, I need to change up my brand, but I'm really not sure what to do. Can you give folks a little bit of insight into some of the questions they might ask themselves? Yeah, first of all, you know, pay the money to buy a font. Fonts, you can pay $22. I mean, it's great to use a Google font. They're great and they're ever-changing and graphic designers actually create fonts. So it's helping and supporting them. But I would definitely buy a font package. Um, I would search logos and logos and logos and find color. And if you gravitate to those two colors, those are your colors. Uh, I mean, I gravitate to the bright colors. I'm bright green, I'm bright blue, I'm bright pink, and I've got yellow and white in my logo. And I can interchange them. That's the other great thing, you know. But our main color is the fluorescent green and the white. Um, so when we do some advertising, people know right away that it's me. Um, whereas before I used to have a caricature of me and it was, you know, black and red and blue and so on. So people knew that that was me. And then the words were a little bit smaller, but everyone's moving away to symbols now and really focusing on the font and text and make sure people can read it. Don't, if that F looks like a P don't use it. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So, and just, you know, giving those letters nice spacing, which we call kerning. Um, and, you know, the little things like people doing center align, it's just, that's not design, right? You know, you've mm-hmm. got a company that everything they do is right justified, like F45. Um, all over the world, they are right justified. So all their, their text and their messages are on the right hand side. And you just, you're, you just automatically know that the blue and red and and stars are them and, and you read their text that way. So one of the other things that you mentioned is your team has grown. I mean, because everybody starts with a great idea and, you know, we're in our kitchen or we're in our basement and we, you know, we start out on our own and then we start to add people to the team. So, and I noticed that you made the comment that you changed your graphic from the caricature of you to something that's more identifiable, I guess, for a group. So give us a little bit of insight into, you know, somebody's now in the process where they're growing their business and they're Mm -hmm. adding people to their team. Should they be considering that changing their logo so that it's perhaps more generic and more inclusive of the people that they bring onto their team? Absolutely. And that's the first thing. And that was, you know, I, I honestly, I thought this is just going to be me um, creating a little niche and I'm going to design, print and install vehicle wrap. So I'll just be the car wrap lady because I said everyone can spell it. My URL um, was easy to buy um, because no one was going to be the car wrap lady. And so that was easy. Um, And you, you, especially people can't pronounce it and can't say it. And, you know, a great example is restaurants, you know, uh, look at the other bird. Everyone can spell other bird. You know, everyone can smell the mule. It's nice and short, you know, two black sheep, you know. So I always say make sure it's catchy. Make sure uh, people can say it and spell it. And even though their heart is set on that long, long name or that long URL, it's just going to frustrate your buyers and your customers. Um, you know, like people, even on vehicle wraps, we've dropped phone numbers now. I'm like, they are just going to search the carpet deal, the carpet, you know, people, you know, even that one, the carpet guy, it's no longer the carpet guy. 
You know, right. it's now um, just a carpet deal because it's it's everybody, you know, involved, not just a couple One of guys. Person, right. Yes. Right. Yeah. Now, one of the things that we do in the guest blog is we ask folks to share three words of advice. And I really love your three words. And I'm going to ask you to, to give us a little bit of a, the background behind them. And they are actually ask, believe, yes. and receive. So yes. what is, what's the ask all about? Well, you need to desire, you know, when you desire, if you gravitate, if you look at people today, what landed you in that job? Well, something, you know, they say something was calling me or I was really interested in doing that. Or you've got friends that say, you know, you'd be great at real estate. You're such a people person. You should really get into real estate. So then you need to ask for it. So asking the universe, asking your family and friends, but you can ask all day long. You need to believe that you can do it. Like really believe. It was scary for me to go off on my own. I was on my own. I had rent. I had a car payment. I had bills and I had a full-time job and I was getting too busy in doing my little hot side hustle, which is now my full-time gig. Um, so, uh, you know, you just, I, but I believed in myself and I called my mom and I said, mom, I'm going to quit my full-time job and do this. And she checked off a couple of things on my list and said, okay, you can do this, but you really have to believe in yourself. And the, and the last thing, it's easy. You're going to receive it. Right. You're just, you're going to receive what you desire, ask, receive, believe. Well, I think that that's really three wonderful things to leave with our viewing and listening audience, because as we're all looking to reinvent ourselves or re, you know, become reacquainted with our businesses, and everybody's very excited now that we're sort of post-COVID and things are opening up. So I think that's really great advice to leave with people. And I certainly would like to thank you uh, for joining us and for being one of the original 100 people that participated in the blog. Oh, I was very excited. And look where we are. Or look where you are now. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. So thank you so much, Rochelle. Thank you. To you, our viewing and listening audience, I'd like to thank you for joining us in this edition of Keeping It Real, where we introduced you to the person behind the logo. I'm Trish Tonai, founder and host for the series. And if you're interested in sharing your business story, visit our website at shareyourstories.online. Thanks again for joining us, and we look forward to meeting you next time when we share another great idea. Mm -hmm.